Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane. It is your CTO, Kyle Parks, and I am joined here with Nick Carlson. I'm back, finally. He's back. All around the world, you've been to I, Georgia, Atlanta, mm-hmm. then you went out to the old Indianapolis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before that, I was in Cali, and then I was in Pennsylvania, and, and where else was I? You've been all over. Uh, man, I, yikes. And it's like, we had a gap before last week that we, we I don't think we had a podcast for like a month that mm-hmm. we had recorded. I was at out, least, out Maybe out a month practice. and a half. I was very out of practice. It was weird. Yeah. Still kind of weird, but hey, we're back. Yep. We're in action. Ooh. Ooh, easy. Don't break the chair, little guy. I know the little thing's gonna break the chair before the big man does. <laughs> well, we are back doing the podcast here, and Kyle has presented me. Look, listen. I said, Nick, yeah. I'm tired of just taking guesses on what we're doing before we get started. So we'll have a quick debrief. We're gonna start becoming a little bit more structured and scheduled, just like we had all planned. And we had and it for a while and it just got hectic around here. Oh, we did. Um, I do have to make an update, though. Mm. So for my solo episode, I made it so that I don't eat any food before 7, and I would give everybody an update. Mm. So I have kept to that. So now I'm going to stick for it for a month. What does this mean? I didn't hear about this. So I did my solo podcast. I did I will versus I want mentality, and I told myself I will not eat a meal after 7 o'clock. Oh, at night. Okay. Yeah, so... I'm trying to become better. I'm trying to create uh, statements and create my own willpower by stating I will statements versus I want statements. That's so good. that was I've, part of my practice. And I've done that. It it would have become like for me. It was. Uh, it's not like a diet for me. It was like no. This is the new me. Yeah. This is how I live. Yep. Just becoming structured. So um, it's been a little. I'm not going to say difficult, but it was just more or less I lost track of time here and there. And it's like, oh, I went to go grab it. And I looked down at my phone. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. doing this for Maylin. And, with the, and the problem with this, too, is like you have to think about it to not do it, which makes you think about it, which makes you want it more. Exactly. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Well, the other thing I've noticed, too, is like if I get into it, if I'm not sitting there cuddling with Maylin, because the past couple of nights I've just been taking Maylin and – putting her to sleep in the beanbag which i love doing that mm-hmm. um but if i do that and then i'm able to get out from under her and just let her sleep in the beanbag by herself because it kind of like caresses or what is it uh coddles her so that she doesn't want to roll much mm-hmm. which is nice so i'll hop out and then i'll end up doing like some laundry or some stuff on the computer which we're in the process like i told you trying to hopefully find a home so it's going to get a little hectic here for me Soon, but hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll it'll just be what it is. But it could be in the next six months. It could be in the next year. We're at least just putting the pre-approval stuff in to see what do we need to do to get ourselves to that next level. So. I mean, you'll blink and it'll all be done and they'll be into the next challenge. Yep. I'm just excited because at that point, once it's our, our own home, I'm going to say, all right, put up a playpen, you know, like something in the backyard. We're going to have a nice shed. We're going to start doing things around the home to make us feel homey. There you go. Versus, yeah, it's just, it's a place that we live. Yes, it is a roof over our head, and I'm very grateful for that. But it's just a matter of having that, you know, I will versus I want. There you go. It's a good thing to do. So let's get into today's topic. Let's do it. So my first list of today. <laughs> Was that British? <laughs> No. He <laughs> his fingers out and everything. British. I don't, I don't know. That's when in I, doubt, pinky out. Yeah, that's it. All right. So creating company culture designed to win. Mm. So I I like this one because it's something that's kind of come up, and it's kind of how you've built Dawson. And 
I've noticed, yeah, sometimes, every once in a while, everybody's going to butt, butt heads. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can create that mission statement and get everybody on that mission statement and show them, hey, this is where this tanker ship's going. Mm-hmm. We're starting as like a little Zodiac, and it's going to be a little rough here and there. Mm-hmm. But we just need to start building and acquiring logs around us and just build this thing up as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. And as strong as possible. Yeah. Because you need to be able to withstand that iceberg, unlike the Titanic. Uh, yeah, let's avoid the uh, iceberg, huh? Yeah. So <clears throat> what I would say is, for I, so I have this trick that I've always done, is I always start, at the finish line and I work backwards. Yeah. So when you read that to me, the first thing that went through my head was, okay, well, what's the win? Right. So first off, you know, everybody has a different version of what winning looks like. Now, I think a lot of people also lie to themselves and say, oh, winning is me just doing nothing all day. That's not winning. I, <laughs> that's existing. It's funny. There's a couple of things going on within Chloe's family that could potentially give. I'm not going to say her and I that ability, but I look at it and go, I, I couldn't sit at home all day not doing. I want to go and work. Because I, I don't feel accomplished without knowing that I did something during the day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to come in here early. I enjoy coming in here an hour earlier before everybody. So it's uh, quiet. It, what's that? And it's like, okay, well, I can organize my thoughts. I can get what I need to get done on my own list. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've been trying to work with a organizer recently is just saying, here's my list. Here are the things I know I need to do today. So if I have to do um, gloss black powder, I have that on the list for XYZ parts. Mm-hmm. And then I, I try to keep putting it into a list so that I can go, okay, I can check that off. I can check that out. Because even though it's just a little check mark, it's a big win for me. It's a win. So, all right, back to you. Well, no, no, it's fine. It's, it's all that's relevant. Um, so here, what I like to do is I always like to reference back to where I failed and then what I learned from it and then what, uh-oh, he just had a thought. It, well, it reminded me because Patrick Bad David always talks about, he goes, you always have to look inward before you can move forward. Correct, that's what I'm saying. You know, and that was, that was a big part of me last year and it helped a lot. Yeah, I, I, I just simply call it looking in the mirror and having a real real conversation with yourself. So so here's the... Whoo, I look in the mirror and say, you're a bitch! I look at the mirror and some days I'm like, you're awesome. And some days I look in the mirror and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy. The I, I'd probably say I'm more successful now than I've, I've ever been in my life. And I don't feel that way. It's very strange. Um, I felt when I had far less money when I was in my early teens... I, I, like I was, uh, when I was 18 years old, I had like thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars saved up in, in the bank. Like yeah. that was uh, to me, that was a lot of money then. Uh, I'm sure there are people that had less. I'm sure there's people that have had more at that age. But I thought I was a baller. Like, like let's go, right? And now, I, I if I was in that position now, I'd I'd be flipping out, <laughs> flipping out. So we're all on different like stepping stones, different levels, right? So, um. Looking back at culture in my last business versus this business, here's what happened. I would start, I started the business, you know, like anybody else on my own. And then when I started injecting, you know, other people into the business, my expectation of them was the same that I had for myself, which then put too much pressure on them. I probably reacted wrong to a lot of it. And they're never going to work like you. They're just not. They're not the business owner. So when I learned to, have realistic expectations of them, things got a little easier. But now, they, did this come from experience or did this come from reading the E-Myth? No, this, this is way before E-Myth. Okay. Way, 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 way. Um, what had happened was I had start, I was estimating jobs when I was a landscaper and I I was losing money on every job. And I'm like, why? 
And I figured out one day after a few months, I was like, oh, the guys aren't working at the rate I would work at. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to start estimating the jobs and bidding the jobs based upon what their performance was, not mine. But then where I, where I fell short on that was, okay, so this is a big one. I would always hire people that were inexpensive, not people that were professionals that cost more. Yeah. So when you hire somebody that's less expensive, you think, oh, good, I got this person at a, whatever, $15 an hour. Back then it was like nine. Um, but they say it's $15 an hour today. And you're like, great, I got hands, I got help, I got this, I got that. The problem is those hands and that help doesn't know what to do because they have no experience, right? And so if you would have spent the money on the 20 or $25 or $30 person, when you bid the job, you would then be able to bid the job and actually make money because that person knew what they were doing. Yeah. So it's it's expensive to take a $15 an hour employee that doesn't know what they're doing that may have great intentions, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. They're just not there yet. Um, and try, it's expensive to train them to get them up to the standard that you need to then make money. So you have to be very mindful of that. So when it came to the culture side of things, I had originally let the culture at my last company at one point in time basic, basically create itself, Yeah, which is a big, big no-no. Um, ba- basically, you're letting the lowest common denominator in your company create the environment that everyone's going to live in because a chain is only as strong as the weak, weakest link, right? So that's the saying, and that's the saying. And and what what a lot of people don't take two seconds and think about is okay. I didn't set an expectation here because I didn't want to scare off people because I needed the first person I could get because I need to get the job done as fast as possible. And so they put so there's a, there's this triangle, this invisible triangle in the world, and it's it's quality of work, speed, and cost. Right, and so if you can't have all three, you just can't. Yeah, you have to pick two. You have to pick two. So if you want a fast job, it's going to be probably either really expensive or lower quality, yeah. one one or the other. Um, if you want it really fast, it's going to be probably expensive, and the quality may not be great. If you want good quality, it's going to be very expensive. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to culture, when I sold the landscape company and started Dawson Manufacturing, I said, okay, here's my chance to fully reset and hit that reset button and start building what I thought was the right culture. And here's where I started. I, I started with myself and I said, okay, how am I going to act around these people? And what I said was I was going to be respectfully blunt. And I think I've held true to that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I really try hard not to lose my temper directly at somebody. Like I've definitely gotten upset because it's, it's, I'm going to say it's our business because without these other i'm gonna say just humans in this building i'm not pointing at anybody it doesn't work like i could not do everything in this building that we all do i, I just I, i'm only one guy yeah none of us could no yeah, one could that, especially the output that comes out of this building it's insane i mean you're, you're talking eight figure business with eight people yeah if you're if you hit the million dollar per employee mark come talk to me doing something right you're doing something right so um it's it's hard to hit the million per employee mark, and we're doing it. Um, matter of fact, I just met with a, a landscape company yesterday. It's huge. It's huge, and I guarantee you they're not doing – I bet you they have 50, 60, 70 employees, um, but I guarantee you they're not doing 50, 60, 70 million dollars. Now, he has a great business. Don't get me wrong, but when you do hit that – like right now we're probably at like 1.3 per person. That's 
that's enormous. And so when it came to culture, that's exactly what I was shooting for. Cause I, I had talked to a major manufacturer here in the United States, um, a few years ago, three, four years ago. And he goes, if you can hit a million dollars per employee, you are, that's on fire. And yeah. I'm, we're beyond that. So that's really, really cool. Um, and we could probably do a lot more. We could. I mean, honestly, it's, it's all because of sales. Yeah. If the sales could go up, which they will, it's organically happening. If they would right flat, now. if they wouldn't go, if we wouldn't have such a dip during the summer, mm-hmm. we could oh, kill fuck yeah. it. Oh, yeah. We could. I think with the crew that we have, if we could get landscapers to understand that mulch made is more than just mulch. And it can do rock, sand, dirt. It can do help with water drainage, paver work. Paver meaning like paver patios. It'll move CR6, concrete, sand, dirt, gravel, compost. Like the top well, even that, we still have Truckmate. Truckmate's fantastic for a lot of that too. Like for, especially for like CR6 and stuff like that. Getting it out of the back of the truck versus yeah. just taking a dump trailer. Because yes. if you can limit a guy taking a truck and a trailer, yes, dude, it's so much easier because everybody knows how to drive a vehicle versus having no... Right. To drive a trailer. Right. I, I didn't get so said it, Kyle just handed me his phone. I never got a chance to read it. I can't open your phone. You're good. Um but, it's um it's a comment from Lyle. He okay. had just uh, sent something. Uh, okay, can I read this out loud? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I haven't read this guy. So it says this is this is our boy uh, Lyle. He's actually getting senior-ish. ready. Senior ish. Is this senior? Yeah. Oh, it is senior. Um his son is getting ready to take delivery of his very first Mulchmate DMT combo, which is gonna be badass. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be here local. Um just do a video on it. We should. When he gets here. Uh, uh, best part of the d- uh, day today, catching up on all the podcasts. Uh, most difficult part of the day, realizing you have caught up on all of them. You and Nick are still doing an awesome job. Uh, thoroughly enjoying them. Shabba dabba do, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I he's told great. you it went somewhere. He's he's awesome. I like Lyle. He's he's awesome. Lyle, Lyle and Lyle. I don't know the other six Lyles that came before them, but I'm sure they were great too. Um but getting back to the the culture and, and all that, it it is extremely important to build a vision and then learn how to translate it and implant it into your people's minds so they can fully understand where we are all going. Because like I'll give you a good example. Our vendors that get like make mulchmate parts for us, yeah. They are enamored when we show up with the actual mulchmate because all they see is like a blueprint. It's called a drawing, but in this industry, they're going to understand the word blueprint. So the blueprint shows like a panel with like four bends and a bunch of holes and maybe like PEM studs sticking up. PEM studs are like uh, press in. Are they press in or are they? PEMs? Yeah, they're all press. Uh, I, I didn't know if they were like the, um, that like ultrasonic welding. Mm-mm. No, no, there's no welding. It just presses in. It's like, it's like a stud on a car when you, when you put a wheel, a wheel lug on. Yeah. That's all just pressed in typically. Um, so anyway, this this say this one person at this one vendor we have makes this one part for us all the time, and I've gone to these shops and they're like, "So you you invented the mulch mate?" And I'm like, "I'm like yes." Yeah. And they're like, "What is this part that I make for you all the time?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's the blah 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 part." They're lost. Yeah. So what I do is not only so when it comes to culture, not only what I, I really here's what I do. I really am just selling me and my vision to all of you. And then I go to all of my vendors and I sell the, the vision, not to just the, the, the person I work with at the, that vendor, but like all the people. Yeah. And I try to go in and be like, hey guys, how you doing? What's going on? Like when I go to Belmont, that's an Amish company. There's yeah. 95% of it's Amish. The only guys that are what they call English, right, um, are up in the office. Yeah. Right? So like I love going back in the back and, and talking to all the guys that are building the trailers and they're enamored with me when we talk because I've built – 
not only did I create a vision and sold it to Jake, the owner of Belmont, and then I didn't overpromise. When he first said, how many, how many of these trails do you think you can sell the first year? I was like, I don't know, like six. That was literally the number yeah. I told him. And it ended up being like 100, whatever it was. I can't remember the exact number. Um, but I under-promised. I over-delivered. I was kind to them. I asked them about – I have literally asked Amish people, why are you Amish? You know, yeah. what the, you know what their answer was? Did I ever tell you this? Simplicity of life. It is. They they just all of them just say we just like to keep it simple and and you know we don't we don't deal with the nonsense of your world. And I'm like, I could totally respect. There, there's that. a validity to that. There too. Is, there is it, a lot of noise in all this. So I especially nowadays. Yeah, nowadays is silly. I mean, it's just they're creating noise just to make noise to distract you from the things you should be focused on. So anyway, when it came to culture, it's like. Um, it, it, it's I take an absolute I I guess I guess you call it this it's a kind no bullshit approach is what I try to do I try to be straight with you I tr- then I try to understand you I try to repeat back to you what you're thinking whether you're a vendor a customer or one of my people I, I'm always trying to interact and get for lack of better terms like nested together or in bed with you like try to understand you and then you go wow he actually understands me like i just got this text message this morning um i'm not gonna tell you who it is but this meant a lot to me so i'll give you a little context so this this person and i um had done business well, actually we didn't even do business together. they went through one of our dealers and they had some issues they voiced it online i basically came back online and said hey you had my number why didn't you call me blah blah so while I was out where I was, I said, hey, I'll stop in for free. Three years later, mind you, and I didn't sell it directly to this person. The dealer did. So the dealer should have been doing what I did. The dealer didn't. The dealer didn't provide the customer support that they should have. They, yeah. The dealer never called me and said, hey, what do I do here? So epic fail on their part because their culture isn't correct. It's just not. Now, I have other dealers that do a great job, and they're like, dude, what do I do? You do X, Y, Z. All right, thanks, man. And they go handle the customer. Customer's happy. Yeah. That's how that should go. So this person and I, I literally show up and I asked him, <laughs> I, I walk, so so truth be told, I walk into this this situation and I'm like, and this goes back to culture. This all has to do with this whole podcast and how I handle things. And this this text will, will prove it to you here in a second. But I walked in, I literally said to this person, I said, is this DOA or this dead on arrival? Or are you guys actually considering having a, a decent conversation with me and, and hearing me out? And they said, no, we, we, we would like to hear you out. And I'm like, that's a good step in the right direction. Like, I've never had anybody walk up to me and go, is this conversation DOA? I've never had anybody ever say that to me, ever. And that either comes from the – either because they're too scared or I'm just easily approachable. Yeah. It's, it's one of the two. So when I show up, I got three – I'm going to call them badass dudes. These guys are absolute professionals at what they do. Clearly, their business is gargantuan. Um and it's all organically grown from what I understand. I don't know tons and tons and tons about it. But from my perspective, and my perspective is pretty well um, educated because I've seen literally every style landscape company you've ever wanted to see, all of them. $50,000 a year to $4.5 billion and everything in between. So we, we basically how I do it is I go in there and say, guys, I come in peace. I really want to make sure you understand that I'm. I don't have to be here. You're not coming in as a hothead. You're coming in as an educator, right? And I and and but 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 here's what I'll say. When I walked in, I knew I was going to have a fight on my hands. Yeah. And I said, okay. I, so I go in and I probe a little bit and I go, hey, is this going to be a rough talk? Literally ask them, is this going to be rough? And they're they're like, no. 
Okay, cool. So we go over and we start looking at one of their trucks and, and I said, tell me your problems. So that's, again, that's a culture thing. That's a, that's how I handle things. I go in and I say, what what sucks? What it, what pain points are you feeling? You let them speak first before you go per creating the solutions. You find Got the it. problems, you let them speak, yes. and then you then assess it. Well, how, so if I don't do that, which most people don't do that from my perspective, how am I supposed to actually be able to judge a situation? You, I have no data. You don't, but then you also be, you come off to them as cocky and arrogant of like, oh, my product's perfect versus going, hey, if you're having a flaw, how can we fix it? Yeah, it's just there's variables in, in this life. There's just tolerances and variables to everything. So these three dudes, they start hammering away and they start telling me all these, you know, for lack of a better term, they're bitching about their experience. And you know what my response to them was? Those are all true. Yep. You're you're correct. If you're you experiencing first, that, yes. Well, it, I didn't agree to agree. I agreed because you agreed that their right. problems are their problems. The problem. Well, it's it's the. I'm not gonna say yes. It is theirs, but it's not. It's a curable problem, and the thing is, what they here's what they messed up on. Yeah. Is when you have a problem, you need to reach out to the person or whoever you think could help you resolve it, and say, hey, what do we do here? And they didn't do that. That's, yeah. where, that's where they fell short. And so when we went back there, I ended up trudging through the mud and going back and looking at the actual vehicle they installed their mulch mates on. And they had torched stuff off and cut this off and cut that off. And their main guy, the, the mechanic guy, um, older gentleman, clearly has years of experience, knows what he's doing. Um, but in this scenario, he didn't know enough. Yeah, he just didn't, and it's not—it's not necessarily his fault. What what is his fault is he shouldn't have just pulled a torch out. He should have put a cell phone out and called me. That's where they went wrong. And so, he, okay, so here's what happened. This this is where the respect starts to build. I've already kind of like I've been able to at this point I've been able to drop their walls. So again, going back to culture and how I handle things and how I try to train all my people is get the walls down first. Yeah, don't go in hot and heavy. Right. So that's what I did. Right. Came in with my tail between my legs. I'm here to help. Let's not let's not let's not make this any harder than it needs to be. So I go back there and I said, "Tell me what you did." And so he shows me and he cut all the stuff off and he. It, it, look, in my opinion, it's my opinion, it was a it, fuckery. It literally was a fuckery of, of you know, execution on installing a mulch mate. Can I help you? Go ahead. No, Craig's here and he's showing me some invoices. What do we got here? This is going to Connecticut. Okay. And, damn, that's nice. Three mulch mates. Just now? Nice. And nice. That's, and that's, so three mulch mates are going out and a DMT going out. Hundred and hundred fifty thousand going to Connecticut. That's, that's, <laughs> the smile on your face says it all. That's badass, dude. I mean, that's just what we're doing. That's why we're doing all this. That's a nice rig. Yeah, that whoever's getting that is that's that's badass. So anyway, uh, see right there, that's culture, right? So Craig just walked in, showed us some invoices on, you know, what kind of mulch mates. Um, notice I went straight to the state where it's going. That's where I get my jollies now. Uh, I love knowing where things are going. That's um, where I get my tingles from. I do. I didn't even go to the money first. I went to where it goes first. So, but going back to culture, like Craig's coming in here and spreading some positivity and joy, and he's happy. And he, you heard Kyle giggle there. I'm like, heck yeah, that's awesome. Uh, again, that's culture. But anyway, so real quick, um, I basically go toe to toe with this mechanic guy, and he tells me that I'm wrong and there's no way it can work and blah, blah, blah. And I literally looked at him and said, sir, how many mulch mates have you installed? And the real answer to this was none because the, the the dealer had tried to install it 
and something happened. I don't know who finished it or how it got to the position it's in, but both parties had had you know something, some kind of input in into this install, and it was just uh, it was a shit show. Yeah, and my phone never rang, not once. So right? what was the actual problem? So they had a rugby body, and a rugby body has oh, these yeah, it has I these know. horizontal. Um, bend lines in it. They're like kind of wavy. And they have a very nice large post, but these really freaky, weird-looking back hinge mount things, it's so strange. But I had a rugby on the dump truck. It wasn't that kind of rugby. Uh, yeah, I know that. I'm just saying it was that a brand. I know the yeah. brand. Yeah, and I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, for what it's normally used for, I guess it's fine. Oh, So in the mulch mate scenario, literally all we do is we take an inch and a half by three inch piece of rectangle eighth wall tube and we run it vertically straight down and we use the 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 holes where the rear gates um, bolt to. We just run bolts through those and then that becomes a flush mounting surface for our uh, truck side mulch mate hinge mount and you just plop it in, drill some holes and you're good to go. It's, it's not that hard. Um, and this mechanic guy just really pushed back really hard and I... I finally just turned around from the truck and went straight. And like I, I squared up to him, chest to chest, not not like a foot from him, but like seven feet from him. Yeah, right. And I and I said his name. I'm not going to use his name because just kind of keep it private here. Um, but I said, sir, how many mulch mates have you installed? And the, and the reality of that is is let's call it two. That's the most he's ever ever encountered. Dude, I've installed hundreds, and I've installed on this specific body before. I know exactly what works. I know exactly what we did. And at this point in time, you know, I know, but like my dimensions of this pipe, inch and a half by three inch, is I'm not 100% on that. I'm like, I really feel like that's what we used because it's been like a year or two since this body's come through the shop. Yeah. Which is not our fault. It's just kind of how the, the chips fall. So um, he pushed back again. And I and I said, sir, listen, I, I'm not to be blunt here, but... In this realm, in landscaping, you may know what you're doing. In this realm, you do not. And you have proved it to me by this, 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 and this. If you want my help and you want those mulch mates, not paperweights, we need to get this done. Are you willing to listen to me because I know more in this realm than you do? Yeah, because it's not just one body that we have installed on. It is hundreds, and they're all different. They're all different. You know, I could tell just by yesterday with Gavin on the truck he's working on now. Yeah. You know, it everything's different everything's different so sorry to take a drink um so here's what's cool i literally watched this gentleman put his pride away i watched his shoulders drop i watched him go from a very stern stance to like a you know you like lean on one leg stance and that's like a chill stance i literally i read his body i watched it literally looked like a waterfall and he just he stopped and i'm like okay now I know we're getting somewhere. So can we please go over to this other truck that's not all chopped up and let's talk about like a reset button here. Yeah. He goes, let's do it. So we march through the mud and get back to a cleaner surface and we start looking at this truck. And he, and he goes like this. He goes, so tell me again what you did. And I'm like, got him. There it is. That's what I needed. I said, please get me a tape measure and I'll show you. So we start throwing tape measure around. I said, boom. Remember I told you I was a little unsure about the measurements? Yeah. I put the tape measure up there. And I'm fucking in my head, I'm going, oh my God, I hope I'm not wrong on this. I'm pretty sure I know this one. And I stick it up there, and it's inch and a half. I was right. I, I was pretty sure, but like I wasn't 100. I was like 90. And I said, remember I told you inch and a half? Look, inch and a half. And, and from that moment on, 
it was it was on. Yeah. This this is game, right? You're so like, it's fight time without there being a fight. There's no fight now. Now we're in repair mode. Now we're gonna get somewhere. And I could see all three of these guys. Their their attitudes just like totally changed. Their their way they spoke. Then it it went from statements to questions. And and we were off to the races. Now we're back to winning again, right? And this goes back to culture. This goes back to how you speak, how you walk, how you talk, how you read people, how sometimes you need to leave people alone. Sometimes you need to let them digest. Man, it, you will get treated the way you treat other people. Yes. Right? And so I'm going to give you this. This is So the whole thing went great. We had, a, we had an amazing end to it all. Uh, we shook hands like three different times before I left, and I told everybody, hey, this, this is on you guys. You gave me the opportunity, and you gave me the the, the room to have a voice in all this, and, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I'll do an email follow-up with you tomorrow, which is going to be today, and um, and we're going to get this done. And I gave everybody my contact info. So last night, <clears throat> I went to bed early. This text message came through at 10 o'clock last night. I went to bed at like 9-something because I was exhausted. Um, this is the text message I get from this gentleman that I really thought I was going to have a major problem. <laughs> now, here's the thing. He's just a badass. That's what he is. And, and it's a dying breed, and you'll, you, in this message, you'll, you'll hear it. So, so what he says, he goes, I have a lot of respect for uh, what you did today, sir. You run your business like I do. That's a dying breed. And it gives me chills because I appreciate that, because I do. I really work hard at being a man, and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to, you know, let this, this sissified world um, tell me that it's bad to be a man. Um, sometimes you have to have the hard conversations and that goes back to the culture of I'm going to have the hard conversation and I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm going to, you know, focus on me and I'm going to focus on the task at hand and winning that. Yeah. And the other thing too, is, is like being able to speak up and speak about what's going on. What you... Stretching my calves oh, I was They're like, tight from the plane. <laughs> no, but having the hard conversations is what helps us get to a new level. Because if you don't have the conversations and you just let things fester, you end up not actually accomplishing anything. What you end up accomplishing is you end up uh, accomplishing uh, har- harbored <laughs> feelings, and then there's no room, honestly, for feelings in this world. It, 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 it there's not. I mean, like feelings are meant for the bedroom, <laughs> honestly, in your kids, and and even then, you know, at some point, you need to logic has to step in, and you have to understand that you have to lead your kids, you have to leave your your family. There's this. There's this. Um, uh, this 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 clip on social media from Ed, Ed Milet talks about being the one. And this one, he talks about, again, this goes back to culture. Culture that's thought out and that you're actually um, executing on will create this, this, this one, you know, this one that Ed Milet talks about, I talk about. Um, and I want to preface this by saying that, you know, my father has given me um, a great opportunity in life from the day I was born. He did everything he could. He sacrificed a lot for me. Um, and in 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 the family, I think he started to be the one. And when I say the one, is in a family tree, a lot of times things is it's just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And and my family is you know there's a lot of alcohol, there's a lot of cigarettes, there's a lot of employment, there's a lot of just they're just normal, right? And, and normal is okay uh, for some people. For me, it's not. I mean, I, I want more out of life. I think that there's there's a lot to be had in this life, and it's a beautiful thing. And it could be it could be so much better with just basic, simple decision making. But too many people get caught up in what their the perception of them is, and not what they truly believe in, right? That culture. 
Yeah. So um, I believe that my father, Craig, he started off as the one, meaning I'm the one that's going to change everything in this family dynamic. I, my whole family, the Carlson family, was looked down upon for for generations. Um, we were the peasants, the weak ones, the losers, the living on government assistance, poor, homeless, government cheese, churches giving food to us. Like that happened to me. Mm, not just geez. not just the other part of my family. Like that happened directly to me. Have I dumpster dove? Yes, I have. Have I gone around on trash days and collected every single can out of every single recycling bin I possibly could to get forty dollars to to make money so I can survive? I've done that. Like that's why I don't drink beer because that's what it smelled like in those um, recycling bins. Yeah, that's why I don't drink beer. That's everybody's crutch, right? And I don't I don't do that. Um, so my point to all that is is that. My, my father started it but i'm i'm taking it to a level that i am i am pretty sure even my kids are gonna have a hard time beating um because of the culture i created within myself first by myself and then i lived by that and then once i lived by it then i could start infecting everybody else exactly and it just becomes who i am right so going through this experience yesterday with this company out out I'm going to say just out West, um, really, really solidified, you know, I woke up that morning and I was talking to, to Julia and I, and I was really, really worried about the, the shit storm I was about to walk into. But as a man, I stepped up and I walked straight in that motherfucker. And I said, I, I rule this. I am the expert in this and no one's going to tell me otherwise. And they can try they can try to like one-up me in this, and they're not. So I went head-to-head with the biggest company in the world. I went head-to-head with smaller companies over the weekend. It was it was great. I got them all straightened out, and I literally left every single one of them, and they're literally, they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, no problem. Just remember, if you need something, here's my info. Call me if you need me on anything. Exactly. So I guess what I'm getting to here, guys, is if, if there's conflict or a problem that's looming – out there in the distance like a storm run straight after that bitch go right after it do not be afraid of it and in those bad times a hero is born in my relationship with this gentleman that just texted me that last night i guarantee you that's probably going to be in a lifelong relationship and i bet you that the amount of money i'll make from all that from a i didn't do what i did for money i did what i did because it was right yeah and he said when i was there he goes do you understand what you just did how much money that's probably going to make you and that's just one cat yeah this is one cat i don't know halfway across the country so when it comes to culture guys you have to you have to follow i believe those rules and you will be what is it is it uber successful ultra successful both work both work (laughs) uh i like it so anything to add to that mr kyle you have an experience that you felt really could serve someone um no, but I do know the biggest thing and kind of the reason why I chose to say yes to the offer that you gave last year was just the culture that I had noticed after experiencing the few times when I didn't have work and I came in and just kind of hung out and help out, helped out here with you guys and then also going out to equip what was then GIE. Um, it doesn't roll off the tongue just as well either. Just saying, equipping equip? GIE sounds so much more like I'm gonna come in to punch everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
noticing the culture and the way that the guys acted and worked together, I enjoyed that. And then also as like as because I was here, I think we did the first equip. I think was Justin's first year. So kind of learning how he kind of came in and adjusted with the team. And I think, I don't know if George was there or not. I think he was there the first year. And then the second year, Gavin came in. And then last year, I was a part of the team. So we had all started to learn to coalesce with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, we all have our differences here and there. But beyond that, we all, like, you've kind of created it so that it is a family per se, you know, not to be like fast and furious, but it, it does act like so. Cause we mm-hmm. come in and we hang out and we can shoot shots at each other and it just ricochets off. And then we shoot shots back and it, it, it's a fun culture, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we always, we know what the end goal is, is to make the best product together mm-hmm. and help people. Yeah. Means. So like even like if you hear something drop around the shop, we all check in and like, hey, are you good? Like yeah. it, that was sound like a big pole. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? You know, I come running all the time. Yeah, because they throw shit down and I'm like, what the hell was that? And I go running through the shop like, are they okay? Well, that like the metal rack is behind the booth, so I always peer my head around like, hey, you good? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, do you need a hand carrying that? Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. I always run into George trying to move something. I'm like, hey, let me grab that. George is 70 for you people that don't know. He's uh, my father's cousin. George is a crazy-ass motherfucker sometimes. That dude, I swear to God, I'm not going to say what he does around the shop <laughs> just for... I know. I know. It's Reasons, it's yeah, but yeah, yeah, still, yeah. it's like, dude. Yeah, he's, he pushes the limits on certain things. I'm like, dude, don't do that. You know what else I think really resonates with people? To kind of wrap up the podcast with with our people at least inside internally is we had a um a fire marshal come through here i don't know three four weeks ago and we, i gotta go through and make sure that her list is good to go because her and i are supposed to connect here soon um she when she walked out like okay this again when when i knew this person was coming everybody's like oh no oh no and you know my approach was bring it what do we got to do to fix whatever what you're doing your job let's get it done yeah and what that did was it lowered her guard and I walked her through the whole place. I was I was trying to be Prince Charming with her because I want I want her on my side, right? Yeah. And and so I turned the charm up a little bit. And then um, when we got done, she looked at me and she goes, "You actually care about this place." And I said, "I do." She goes, "It is so blatantly obvious that you care." I I, I really am impressed. She goes, "In all my years, thirty years of doing this, she goes, this is one of the best run facilities I've seen." Um, dumb little things that I've never even seen her saying this um, you're doing yeah. like we put little little fire suppression cans above the lithium batteries you know where we store them because they they do burn they've they've shorted themselves out before not in our facility thank god knock on wood um, but uh, I've seen it online and so oh, we also have them in so we have a, a can so when I wipe off all the parts I throw the rags away mm-hmm. but the acetone hasn't happened here yeah, knock, knock on wood. wood. Knock on wood. Um, but they can self-ignite. They can. From their evaporation and yeah. whatever the hell the it creates heat. There. Yeah, so and it... Heat and cloth. Oof. Yeah, so in the in the lid of the... Um, in the lid of this, this can you're talking about, there's a fire suppression puck, if you will. Yeah. And that's... I mean, I showed her all that, and she's like, holy crap, I've never even... Like, I've never seen any of this kind of stuff before. Um all the parts and pieces that we put up on the shelf, we wrap it, band it, put it away because I've been through uh, earthquakes. Well, that and Sam also 
one of Sam rules is also to have a clear path to the back door always where the ramp is and granted sometimes yeah it does get a little blocked when you're trying to you know clean up a couple of things there are moments but it's not long yeah it's not during the whole entire day but that's right. you know if we got to get in and out with the forklift because there's something going on yep. we can do it quickly and that just goes back to setting a standard right that culture and what i try to tell everybody is don't be the weakest link mm-hmm. don't cover your ass all the time do what you got to do so if anybody comes back to you you can go did my job i <laughs> That has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And when everybody takes that approach, there's literally nothing that gets left, you know, undone. Now, are we human? Are there still things around? Of course there are. We're an operating business or we're we're humans. We have at home. Do I have every little thing perfect? No, I have two kids. Jesus. Yeah. Nothing's perfect in that world. Um, But it just goes back to to that culture and setting the standard for yourself. and, and, And it has to become part of the thread that makes you you yeah and the other thing too is like yesterday i had two little wins yesterday and one one kind of permits to the culture the other one permits to myself the one was i had to grab um one of the extension conveyor boxes that are on top of the semi back near the tractor trailer so i went around and grabbed it but gavin had a part on the ground but i thought the part was gone because it already he had flipped it over but into a spot where i couldn't see it Mm. and i ran the forklift over it by accident so i went over to him like hey dude completely messed up on my part i'm just letting you know up front you know where's the um the spray paint that you were using so that i can fix it really quick so that you the part's good and immediately you could tell he was like oh crap but then at the same time he was like i appreciate you telling me Mm -hmm. You know, here's where it is. Just let me know when it's good and dry. That way I can use it. I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. So I just did that. That I felt was a win because I didn't go leave it there and just let it simmer or, you know, not go around and figure out how do I get this fixed because I messed it up. Mm-hmm. And um, I it made me feel good because I didn't let Gavin come to the park, go who ran over my, the, this part and not take the blame for it. Right. You're 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 taking responsibility, right? And, if, and you're looking out for your... your your persons right i'm not i don't like using the word worker co-worker i, I don't like that teammate it's teammate you're looking for your teammate um and, and you you don't want to ever man, don't lie yeah. right like because somebody's gonna go who the hell did this and then if you don't step up and go oh that was me first off you're a liar if you don't and if you do that's just lazy so don't don't be lazy don't be a liar just do the right thing exactly and, and you did so perfect well done the other one I knew I was going to get yelled at because I was literally on the way out and I'm like, oh shit, I got to roll up the hose before Sam yells at me. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. I try. And you got to leave it hanging out the door. Yeah, I do. Because it, it's got to drain and we don't want the water all over the shop. Well, it was funny because like as soon as I had I gotten up here, I was putting my jacket on. I'm like, ooh, I should probably go do that really quick before I leave. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew Sam would be like, uh, Kyle, because I was the only one that used it. Yeah. Well, to, to, to kind of wrap this podcast up, guys, because um, I got to get going. Um, the last thing I want to add to all this, and I, and I love giving examples because it's just real. It's not an opinion. It's what I do, and I know, and I've studied this from ultra successful people. I mean, I'm talking about people that own some of the biggest businesses in the world that I, are friends of mine. Um, one of them is a bulletproofing company. He literally owns the biggest bulletproofing company in the world. Um, but I've gone to like dinners with him and lunches with him, and everywhere we go, this guy, his name's Ken. You'll never find him, um, but he's got like mega yachts and just stupid. stupid fuck you money right um but everywhere i ever went with this individual when i was younger uh we don't talk that much anymore because I, I used to do his landscaping and and now we, life kids whatever. Yeah. great guy no problems with him he's awesome um 
but everywhere we went he was known and liked and where we went to restaurants hey ken how's it going man hey what's up or we'd we'd be driving down the road and go to wawa or something and, and he'd get fuel and somebody would know hey ken what's going on so early on in my life i had seen that and i'm like why is that always happening to these people right and uh, like i know one of the biggest um mortgage uh broker company people or at least at one point he was it was huge billion billion billions and billions of dollars uh company you have to create your own attraction too you do and like i now have that so like when i go to restaurants or i go to johnson's lumber when i was a landscaper and i went somewhere like when when we just had the Mant show in baltimore right like, this is my hometown yeah a lot of people that come there they're like hey nick oh my god it's been so many years how are you you know what's going on blah, blah, blah. these are like some of my vendors and they've been like watching us grow this thing and they're like we're so proud of you it's so amazing what you're doing is just insane blah, blah, blah. and i don't really worry about the accolades i mean it's great but i love the connectivity between me and those other people and you'll know when you start to become really successful that will start to happen yeah and it and it just happens organically that's not fame that is you went somewhere you you took your time and you left an impression with someone that they that it resonated with them yep and 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 when you're away from them they see your hustle and they see how how you handle yourself when you, you don't know they actually could see you or a story gets back to them about you that you had some interaction with somebody else and that other somebody else then told them and that just builds and builds and builds and builds your persona that builds your your character your culture you the the person that you truly are um and it and it's it's fantastic and and, and i promise you guys if you take the time and you build this out and it will take a decade it or more or more um i'm fortunate to have i've kind of lived two lives um and, and they kind of share some stuff so it's really nice but you know I, I get text i just got a text message a minute ago from somebody that i'm really sorry i don't remember this person or i thought man i gotta kind of dig through um it just says i'm not gonna read the whole thing it's just, hi mr carlson this is so and so just wonder if you had five minutes i want to ask you a couple questions um really appreciate everything you do thank you right like the, i don't know God, I want to, I'm trying to figure out who this person is. There's no text messages to, to give it context. But the point to that is, is that what I'm going to, I'm going to say me, what I have built with my team. And then the, the, the relationships that I've helped cultivate and others have helped cultivate. Like Kyle, you go talk to people all the time about us. Right. And, oh, and I'm yeah. not even, and I'm not even Shit, around. Chloe does. Right. Chloe does. And, and that's why like in the early days, everybody asked me, they're like, why do you constantly sell yourself and your company to people that aren't going to buy your equipment? I said, because it's not about the money. 10 people, no 10 people and so on and so on. Right. And you build a free sales force and you build, you build a fan base really is what you're doing. And so hopefully one day we will become the industry's biggest, greatest company. And this little team is what started it. And I'll have the fortunate ability to be kind of the front man of it all, which I'm not doing this to be the front man of it, but I'm proud to hold that. Yeah. I, I think I'm the right guy for that title for, for now. Somebody might take it from me one day. That's fine. Um, but that goes back to the culture. It does. And, it, and it's not – it's a culture without pride. It's, cu it's culture without ego. It's culture without <sighs> swinging your dick around. It's not, it's not like I don't go around swinging my dick saying, you know, look at my Shelby and look at my Audi and look at my brand new F450 and it's my people and the things that we've done together and we've built an eight figure business with eight people 
and we like literally somebody texted me the other day they're like what's it feel like to affect so many lives so positively like that's got to feel incredible and i said what's what's crazy is that i i i'm not there yet well that and you also have a pay it forward mindset you don't ever you don't expect anything in return you just expect people to help others i do and that's that's one of the big things because like I've always tried to make it so that I can give back to you, which I, I still find a way. Yeah. You hate it, but... <laughs> I do hate it, because I, I don't need it. I just... But sometimes... So I kind of believe the same thing you do, is like karma is a real thing. This is like, if you can give to others, then others will give upon you. Mm-hmm. And it's not the matter of, that's what I expect, that's just what I believe. So I always try to put my best step forward, as well as you, and you do that within your company, within your people, within the people that you support. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of what I was trying to th- say there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm trying to look for this kind of message for somebody the other day and they're like, they're like, what does it feel like? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out of town right now helping, you know, patch up problems that I didn't design or start. And I'm the guy with the answers. So anyway, all right, let's wrap her up there. All right, guys, have an awesome day. Um, if you want more information on the products we sell, go to multimateusa.com. Um, if you would like, coaching helping you know a helping hand go to multimateusa.com there's carlson coaching right there link in the description below if you don't feel like going all through that yeah 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 see more efficient that's why kyle's here um and if you'd like to follow us on social media just google multimate and you'll find us all over the different social media platforms and make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the uh multimate youtube channel um go check out some of the videos that we put out i've i am it is absolutely at front of mind to try to do more of that. Um, we just had a, a six mulch mate order come through with six DMTs uh, that's going to Wisconsin. So I'm planning on going up to Belmont and filming all those different trailers and showing you all that. It's build, build, build mode, baby. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot going on. So uh, with that said, guys, have an awesome day, and we will catch you in the next episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Don't miss me too much. Mulch mate. <laughs>